I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. This week on the podcast, we are continuing our conversations about mental health. And more specifically, we are talking about unforgiveness when we're talking about these roots of depression that we have. So last week we talked about uh, an unanchored soul, and I really encourage you to go back and listen to that if you if you could. As whole month of May, we are talking about mental health, and as we stated last week, everyone has a mental health. It's not always a a bad mental health. There's people that have good mental health. Maybe they just don't have the lowest of the lows like some people. They just are more highs, less lows. Maybe maybe you're someone that does have a lot of lows, but everyone does have a mental health. Psalms 86.11 says, Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. There's so much we can learn from the ways of the Lord. When Jesus died on the cross, he demonstrated forgiveness when we look at what he did, he took on ownership. He took on the weight and the sin of a world. Even though he himself was a sinless person and he never, he lived a perfect life. He never sinned. He never did anything wrong. Yet he took on the weight of the world, the weight of sin, and he bore it all on the cross. And he demonstrated forgiveness because in that moment where he took on the weight of the world, he was showing us forgiveness, and we were 100% undeserving of forgiveness. We have done nothing to deserve Jesus dying for our sins, yet Jesus demonstrated to us what it looks like to forgive because at no point were we worthy of Jesus' death. And so I think sometimes we approach forgiveness as something having to be worthy of forgiveness or something having to level up and ask for forgiveness or something having to happen in order to be forgiven. But we didn't never did anything to deserve forgiveness from Jesus, yet he modeled forgiveness and he endured the cross for us. And I think being just so innately aware that we did not deserve forgiveness and more aware of how sinful we are and how much we need Jesus to forgive us, I think in turn helps us to become better at forgiving other people. I think for me, 100% that's true. I probably, when I've struggled the most with forgiving people, has also been at the same point where I've not really thought I myself needed much mercy and much forgiveness. And so I think the more and more aware I am of my failures, the more aware I am that I need a Savior. The Bible talks about confessing your sins and, you know, proclaiming that Jesus is your Lord. And I think, you know, that's just, God is such a loving God and he wants, he wants you to be with him. He wants you to see the mistakes you've made and to ask him for forgiveness. It's in his nature to, to want forgiveness. He wants to, he wants to forgive you. And it's so difficult sometimes like I think Trish was mentioning like to forgive yourself before you can even think about you know when when others wrong you 
a lot of us probably have people who we need to forgive that we really don't have a way to even confront them. And maybe there's been somebody who's wronged you, cut you off in a parking lot. Somebody you don't even know that just angered you. Or like for me, for example, I had a horrible barista recently at a coffee joint who was yelling at me and I don't even know the person but I still had to make a decision to forgive them and I'm sure we all have different situations like that where it cuts but doesn't cut too deep but yet other times we have pain inflicted on us and deep wounds and deep scars by people who are close to us and it hurts and it's like that person, I, I have this situation like this in my life, too, where I, I had a friend who was super close and just hurt me super bad, and I tried to talk to them about it, and there was never an apology or never any sort of reconciliation, and I tried my best. The Bible says, as much as it depends on you to live at peace with all men, and so I, I felt like I tried my best. I'm sure I made a huge mistake and did something wrong, but I really didn't have any idea what I did wrong, and so I still had to make a decision in my heart to forgive this person and to move on for my own sake, even though I never had reconciliation and there was never anything that was ever talked through, which was super hard to do. And what I find really interesting about the Lord's Prayer is when we talked about the Lord's Prayer a few weeks back where we were talking about temptation, but also in the Lord's Prayer, it talks about forgiveness and Jesus, when he's teaching them how to pray, he says the Lord's Prayer, and in the Lord's Prayer it says, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And when we are learning how to pray by Jesus, he talks us through that portion where we say, and forgive us our sins. So we're asking God to forgive us our sins, and we forgive those who sin against us. So we are taking on that Christ-like nature, that way of God when we're saying teach me your ways God one of his ways is forgiveness and so we forgive others because God forgave us there's a couple scriptures that just baffle me and the Lord's prayer is followed by a scripture that honestly humbles me intimidates me and makes me stand in awe and that is found in Matthew 6 14 and 15 for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your father will also forgive you. Well, that's great. But then verse 15 says, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive you your sins. And that honestly terrifies me and makes me stand in awe of, of God. And I don't comprehend or understand that, but I'm just throwing that out there that the Bible says that. And I, is something I grapple with and, it encourages me that I want to be forgiven by God, so therefore I should forgive other people. Another great parable in the Bible is found in Matthew 18, and maybe we can take a moment to dive into that. Thaddeus, would you want to read that? Sure. So Matthew 18, starting in verse 21, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. 
He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Here's the thing. Forgiveness can be insanely difficult. And we might think, hey, I forgave that person. And then we'll have that remembrance of the hurt that they caused us and the pain that was inflicted. And I think that's why that scripture says 70 times 7. because. You might initially forgive somebody for the wrong they caused you, but when that remembrance comes back up, it is that charge in your heart to forgive them again. And then when it comes again, that memory, you forgive them again. And the Bible says a a, a great scripture, I think, to help us grapple with forgiveness, the Bible says to bless those who persecute you and wrongly use you and those who just have caused you such great wounds to just pray a blessing over them and say, God bless that person. And I think for me, that's something that when I have those memories of hurt and wounds that come back to me, I just pray a blessing over people. Do I have it perfectly figured out? Absolutely not. But I know when I get in the cycle, the thought cycle, the thoughts about somebody wronged me and how I feel so justified for being wronged or whatever that might be. And some people can some things that have happened to each of us have hurt us so deeply. And so it's that hanging in the moment and and not just allowing yourself to have that thought of hurt and that memory of hurt, but grabbing that thought of hurt and that memory of hurt and, and taking it before the Lord and saying, okay, God, I'm wrestling with this yet again, but Lord, I ask that you help me forgive them for one And for two, I ask that you bless them. And what I think is really cool, when we look at Jesus and how he died on the cross for our sins, and and we read the story of Thomas, which we've talked about recently, that he doubted Jesus. And so he, when Jesus rose from the dead, he asked to see the wounds of Jesus. And the thing is, is when Jesus forgave us of our sins, he still had wounds and he still had scars that showed that he went through the process of forgiveness. And just like Jesus, when he forgave us, when we forgive others, we still might have wounds and scars that remind us that we had to forgive somebody. We're still wrestling with that hurt and that pain that they caused us. But guess what? It's part of our victory. Those wounds and those scars are something that we should not avoid because that makes us who we are. Like the hard things we've gone through and the wrongs that have happened to us and the the horribleness that has happened to us in life have created these 
battle scars and these battle victory wounds. And it's okay to have them and it's okay to talk about them and it's okay to share with others your story because the Bible says we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony. And so when we share about wrong things that have happened to us and we talk about hard crap that's been thrown at us, we can help bring healing and forgiveness into other people's lives because they say, hey, look at that person and what they've gone through and look how God is using them and God has made a victory out of the wounds that have happened to them. I think sometimes there's different situations where forgiveness is easier said than done. Absolutely. And there's situations where it's easy to just be like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Act as though nothing happened, which is that even what we should do because it is our story and it's our wounds, right? Yeah. But I, I just think there's different scenarios where, well, let me put it this way. There's times where we're, we're talking about forgiving others where it might seem like a bigger deal to them. Sure. Absolutely. Right. Versus something that, you know, digs deeper to you and they don't think it's as big of a deal, you know? So it's finding that, okay, I need to forgive this person no matter what the situation is, no matter how I'm feeling about it and how they're feeling about it. And whether they've apologized or not. And that reminds me of another scripture that's really powerful, but it says that love doesn't keep a record or wrong. And so what would be so cool is if somebody comes to you and they realize that they wronged you and they come and apologize and you've already even worked forgiveness out in your heart because you are trying to be like Christ and you're trying to live a life of forgiveness. Obviously, that's ideal. Is it always what we do? No, we're more talking about ideally this is the way we would function is to not have a record of wrong. And I know for me, like I think of relationships and marriage and how easy it is to say, hey, you did this and this and this wrong. But how freeing is it when I just allow Thaddeus to be forgiven or he allows me to be forgiven and doesn't remind me of my past and bring up the past consistently. And I think even just going off of what I was just saying about how someone has done a wrong to you and some circumstances they feel it's nothing and you maybe feel more hurt or vice versa. And that comes down to you putting yourself in their shoes And there's times where you may do something or say something and you dwell on it, even though they've given you forgiveness. Oh my goodness, that's so me. Where you can't allow yourself to have that forgiveness. Yeah, And, and Thaddeus knows I struggle with this probably more than anybody I know. But like I, I think... There's people I need to forgive, of course, throughout my life, but I'm way harder on myself. And I I really struggle with forgiveness towards myself. And sometimes those wounds that I've given myself or second-guessing myself, I do a lot of second-guessing of myself, are the things that have inflicted the deepest pain on me. It's not even really something somebody's done but it's maybe a failure I've experienced because I've experienced a lot of a failure and maybe it's leaving a conversation and laying in bed and having the conversation run through my mind and concerned that maybe I hurt somebody 
feelings by something I said. So I guess I too have a hard time. Or, or not even maybe necessarily something you said or did, but like second guessing, like something that you didn't say or do. Yeah, you know, absolutely like, true. oh, should have I done something here to help in that circumstance? You know? Yeah, and here's the thing I think sometimes I we can focus so much on what we're going through in life and then find out that somebody else we were just talking to is going through something way harder. And here we feel like a jerk because we spent time focusing on ourselves rather than focusing on them. I think for me, one way that I handle those second guessing myself and unforgiveness towards myself and failure and all of that, like the way I confront that in myself because the enemy tries to beat me over the head with it a lot is I have to say, absolutely. I absolutely probably did screw that up. I probably put my foot in my mouth one too many times in that conversation. And I probably should have done it differently. Absolutely. 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 And not even second guess myself, but just admit that I probably did screw it up and ask God to have mercy and grace over the situation and the conversation. And that if there is something that I did that was horribly wrong, that that person would forgive me or call me out on it and talk to me about it. And then I just need to let it go and, and forgive myself and trust God that I did probably screw it up and trust God to use that conversation anyways. So what has caused you wounds? What has left scars in you? What are you still bleeding? Have those wounds healed? Who do you need to forgive to help bring healing to your wounds? Is it somebody else? Is it a family member? Is it a friend? Is it somebody you never really even knew but just angered you or hurt you? Is it yourself? Is there a person in your life that you need to go through and and ask God to help you forgive them, help to release the memories of the hurt, and then from there just pray blessing on them and don't feel like you have not forgiven just because you have a memory because we talked about wounds and wounds are there and wounds happen and they share a story and so when those memories come up don't beat yourself up over it grab that thought of that memory of hurt and offense and hold on to that thought and that memory and bless it and bless that person pray that God encounters them and uses them and just release it to God and trust God with it. Be And then learn from it because I know for me, the thing I, I need to learn is the times I've gone through the most mental anguish and depression when I've been battling with unforgiveness has been because I haven't forgiven quick enough. And for me, what I've learned is the faster I can forgive. And the Bible says not to let the sun go down on your anger. And obviously that's not always practical, but I try so hard to not let the sun go down on my anger because I've learned when I have let it go down on my anger, I really struggle mentally with unforgiveness. And so I'm learning to forgive quickly. I'm learning not just to forgive others quickly, but forgive myself quickly and try to give myself grace to say, hey, yeah, you probably did totally screw that up and just trust God to use it anyways. So if you have enjoyed hearing us talk about this or if you want to hear what else we have to say about mental health? We don't have all the answers. 
Definitely not. We just made a lot of mistakes. Right. These are these Probably are more me. <laughs> these are things that we're talking about because we know they're out there and they're real and and maybe they're things that more relate to us than to you. Maybe not. I don't know. But if you have enjoyed this, uh, I'd ask that you come take a listen to the next episode. Please share this with your friends and let us know. Um, you can send us an email at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you could leave a comment on our website on any episode post. If an episode has had any meaning to you, we'd love to hear about it. If you have a prayer request, go ahead and send those to us as well. And until next time, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish, and we love you guys.